Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the spoken edition of Wired. Why it's impossible to predict when that giant Antarctic ice sheet will split by Nick Stockton. Over the past several months, scientists working in Antarctica have been watching, with a mixture of professional fascination and personal horror, a fissure growing in the continent's fourth largest ice shelf. Since last November, the crack has lengthened by some 90 miles. It has 13 miles more before it rends completely and a chunk of ice the size of Delaware goes bobbing into the Weddell Sea. The calving chunk could be a sign that the entire Larsen Sea ice shelf, nearly twice the size of Massachusetts, is breaking apart. Then again, it could mean nothing. On the other side of Antarctica is the Amory Ice Shelf, where for 15 years scientists have been monitoring a nearly calved chunk they call the Loose Tooth. There's another one on Ross Ice Shelf called Nascent, as in it's going to go down any day now, says Kelly Brunt, a geophysicist specializing in large-scale ice activity with NASA's Cryospheric Sciences Laboratory. It's had that name for a long time, she says. Point is, scientists can predict how ice shelves behave. Same for how the chunk will melt once it does break off. Ice and water are complicated things, and the extreme nature of working in the Antarctic makes collecting data on how they work especially difficult. Pretend you have an ice cube sitting in a glass of water. Alternately, just put an ice cube in a glass of water. Now, try to predict how long it will take this cube to disintegrate. Now, do it again. Again, even in a temperature-controlled room with identically-sized cubes, it's really difficult to calculate a cube's melt rate thanks to air circulation in the room or bubbles in the ice. Now, enlarge that cube to the size of a small northeastern state, drop it in a bay circulating with currents, and surround it with weather. The ice alone is a computational disaster— Ice shelves begin as glaciers, and glaciers begin as snow. As snow accumulates, it compacts into ice. There's a spectrum of densities inside any big chunk, says Brunt. And the ice isn't pure. It's full of biota, sand, dirt, and other crud you'd expect outside. All of this stuff will affect how it melts over time, says Brunt. 
Then you have to deal with the ocean currents. Like an iceberg, an ice shelf is nearly 90% underwater. Like waves, which chew away at an ice shelf's waterline, undersea currents rub away at the hundreds of feet of ice beneath the surface. And the shelves descend so deep that they deal with a range of temperatures. The bottom might be melting faster than the ice closer to the surface. The melting itself confounds the equation since it has a different freezing point and density than salty seawater. Because of this, a lot of models treat calving as a statistical or rate-driven thing rather than understand the actual mechanics of it, says Brunt. So scientists mostly just observe. Ships are best, but the Antarctic is a dangerous place to sail. Imagine bellying your boat up to an ice shelf that's threatening to calve. Overhead flights are another option, but they get expensive. Then there's satellites. You can use stereographic images to make what's essentially a topographic map of an iceberg, says Dave Sutherland, Arctic oceanographer at the University of Oregon. If you can get another image a month or a week later, then you have some idea of how that system has changed. Sutherland also uses indirect methods of tracking melt, like measuring the water properties, melting point, temperature, and salinity, next to the ice shelf. Changes in those properties indicate how much fresh water has melted recently. If Larsen C did break up, it would be the incremental disaster edition of history repeating itself. Larsen A, the smallest and northernmost of the Larsen ice shelves, disintegrated suddenly in 1995. Larsen B partially followed suit in 2002. Because ice shelves are actually floating, they are already in the sea level budget, so they don't contribute to sea level rise when they break up, says Kelly Brunt, a geophysicist specializing in large-scale ice activity with NASA's Cryospheric Sciences Laboratory. However, the ice shelves buttress glaciers, and when they disappear, the land ice slips into the sea, creating a cycle of melting. Losing an ice shelf is like losing the white part of your fingernail, says Brunt, and once those glaciers start breaking off, it's like digging into the pink, painful. Ice calving is normal. It's why logbooks from 18th century whaling expeditions, well before the effects of the Industrial Revolution could have triggered global warming, report navigating through icebergs. What isn't normal is the rate at which these ice shelves are currently breaking up relative to new glaciers forming inland. That's downright chilling. Hi, I'm Sarah from the Spoken Edition team. Happy Friday. We want to know more about you, what you listen to, when, and what you like or don't like about the Spoken Edition. We'd love to hear from you. Send your feedback to sarah at spokenedition.com. Thanks. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.